on a chilly 35 degree night uh, in South Yorkshire. Oh, Good evening. I'm doing the Marvel, you know. I oh, okay. Like okay. Temperature, whatever, so can, can we keep it in Celsius, please? <laughs> I don't know what that means. On a chilly one degree night. One degree? Uh, that's, a, that's about right. In South right. Yorkshire. Walked uh, in. Good hey. evening, ladies and gentlemen. Alongside me as usual. Gavin. Good evening. Back like cold sauce. Back like Boogie Cousins. Back like Boogie. <laughs> boogie! Boogie, Boogie, Boogie. How's that for a debut? Oh, will, will there be problems with Boogie? No, no. I was excited. No, turns out he's really, really good. He can hit a three, and that's going to help. <laughs> can hit a three, set a screen. <laughs> he's a very big individual. He's a very, very <laughs> big individual. Well, he's not just that, though, is he? Is You don't find any units as big as him with feet like that. Yeah. And Did you can you... compare any of his peers at that sort of size. And, and I don't mean just height, if you know, like that sort of mass. Because he is a... He's a broad chap. There's not really anyone like him in the league. No. I'd say Joel Embiid's probably the closest thing. Joel Embiid more of a defensive player. Really. Yeah, not really got the. No, he doesn't have he, the same. He thinks he's got the sort of. Handle he thinks he's got the stroke, there, but yeah, the Marcus has on the stroke, but he hasn't really. You'd be happy to let Embiid try and kill you from outside all night, yeah. and yeah, maybe not so much on a night for the DMC. Yeah, the Warriors playing the SmackDown again have like after all the uh, histrionics and sort of panicking in the media and. What not around Christmas time and before, not call me a statement win, but they they handled the Nuggets, didn't they? Um, yeah, last week. Yeah, um, and, and they meant to handle the Nuggets, if you know what I mean. It was a, it was an intentional handling. Fifty one point first quarter. Yeah, so. no, it was a body, yeah. if you know what I mean. And it was, it, and yeah, you can't. If it wasn't so much a statement, it was a statement to the press because the Nuggets don't matter. No, I mean, it's if you know what I mean, that, that's what it was like. It was a statement to everybody else because, well, the Nuggets don't. It didn't. It wasn't. I mean, we'll, we'll see. Complete. It wasn't like it wasn't like teams sorting out their pecking order. We'll put a number on you now, so you got no. Like they dismissed the Nuggets. I mean, the Nuggets were in the playoffs last year, were they? So it's no. Kind of, so we, we yeah, can, they're going to get the regular season. The regular season, when we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens when that. Yeah, so well, it's always going to be hard if you're going to have to lose home court up there at the altitude. This is very true. And then obviously the Clippers game. Boogie was back. Um, Boogie was back. Yeah, and it just. Sort of, Started with a dunk, got in foul trouble, came on late and drank some freezing in garbage time. It was the quintessential boogie evening. <laughs> it was, actually. Yeah. I found myself watching it kind of just strangely like, because I hated boogie and he was on the Kings. I've thought, never understood it. I love boogie. I've I always know, loved I just boogies. thought he was a petulant little shit who I didn't, I'd, I'd never want on my team, you know. You've got Draymond fucking green. I know. <laughs> you this, know what? this is coming on to my next point. It's like, <laughs> as if people didn't hate the Warriors enough. Like, this is just going to make it 10 oh, times worse. Wexley's punching it? Anthony Davis in the bollocks. <laughs> Boom! No, I, think they're, no, I think they're quite tight still. Um, I, I don't I don't think Boogie sees it that way. Well, it's just on the, when you're on the floor, you're on the floor. He seems quite a popular guy. I mean, the, sort of, the Warriors bench and stuff in that Clippers game, where there was generally stoked for him, you know, that he was kind of on the floor hitting threes and stuff. I, and I think it is a case of he's amongst peers. Like, for want of a better... Of, euphemism or term or phrase like game recognised game one of his problems previously has always been holding his teammates to too high a standard because the Kings always had shit around well, him who wasn't as good he's as ne- him he's never, been, he's never played in a playoff team no he's never played with players as good as never him never had sort of vets on his team to sort or of or better him. than him yeah. if you know what um, I mean he's always been like there and desperately a- motivated to succeed and doing his everything and feeling let down by the entire organisation. Well, the Kings is the Kings, and you know, with yeah. the, you know, obviously they're kind of on the right track now. You'd hope, but um, that was a zoo. It was a mess. There was coaches coming in and out, yeah. GMs coming in and out, and um, obviously not the ideal situation for him. And uh, that manifested itself, obviously, with 
kind of his outbursts on the court and stuff. I don't think there was any question that he was a guy in the community and his heart wasn't in the right place. If a it? player of that size, stature and ability, bearing in mind, right, he is the player to have been in the league the longest and not played in a playoff game. You say that. Has we got somebody better? No, there's one other guy, I think, who's Ooh. actually... Um... Yeah, but he's not that good, is it? We're not talking about... I'm sure it's Henri Caspi's actually been in the league possibly longer and never played in a playoff game. Well, he played for the Warriors the other year? Yeah, no, we cut him before the playoffs, oh, okay. remember? And yeah, but this is different. That's Henri... Like, I know you like that, that Costa Cooper Soul Stars things, but other than that, that's the only blip on any ND, NBA radar, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Omri's more famous for a lack of coverage up top than he is for, for, for all he's <laughs> done that on weird court. Shot. Yeah, yeah. So, so, like, if a player that good was like seeing that happen to his career, it, you'd want him to be getting frustrated. Yeah, well, he was on you know track for I mean. it last year at New Orleans, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then the injury. but yeah, boogie back. Um, yeah, it just still looks. It not really sunk in until you saw the sort of graphic at the start of the game. Like, fucking hell, look at that starting five. Yeah, shit, that's ridiculous. Five all-stars. It's yeah. an all-star team. Yeah, well, five all-stars in the past. I don't think Draymond Green's going to get the no, all-star no. team this year. But I mean, yeah. Possibly not Clay Thompson, but um, anyway, all-star level players. Like yeah. Eddie yeah, yeah, yeah. Players who have yeah. been all-stars. Draymond could end up being a defensive player of the year, so, you know, it's, they're, they're star players. I think it's the perfect time for them to throw that into the mix. I think he's good enough to throw in wrinkles. They're all good enough at basketball. That... But he spreads the floor and, mm. you know, the screens that he's going to be able to set. I mean, Kevin, Kevin Looney's played really well, as well as you could expect him to play up until now. Um, he's not DeMarcus he's not, Cousins. No, I mean, sort of, you mentioned before he came on air, sort of, he gives you that Andrew Bogut, Bogut factor, a big man who can facilitate, he can pass, mm. he can, he's just a massive fucking wall, which is going to free up Curry and Clay Thompson, as we saw last night against the Lakers, um, but he's a—he's the rare thing. He's a centre who can create for himself as yeah, well. Yeah, well, they, already you've seen him bringing the ball up. Yeah, okay. that's what I mean. Like he's—he could do what Andrew Bogut did, and then stuff moving forwards too. Yeah, which kind of negates the sort of you know the Warriors' need for possibly sort of another guard and stuff. And can he? Yep, he you can, can facilitate through him. Well. Yeah, we should probably mention last night Clay Thompson NBA record ten straight threes. Ten straight threes. Um, his sort of shooting struggles were he's sort of much publicised, but um, we said he'd be all right. It's maths. Yeah. It's maths, and because he's, yeah, his technique is so true and yeah. things, it, it, it's like that. Just because a player is in, like, if you see it over the course of a season, like, his 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 average won't be much yeah. worse than what it has been in his hottest seasons. He'll be able to shoot when he's 55. Yeah, yeah people... His technique's that good. It was, people try and use statistics, but, but only use the tiniest sample size to think it means anything. They forget to, they forget to give it like context and zoom out if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, oh, you've lost, they've lost three games in a row. It's crisis. And you're like, well, not really. When you zoom out, it's going to mean nothing. No. It was nice to watch a Lakers game on uh, national TV without having to hear Mark Jackson for a change. To be honest, yeah, it's always <laughs> so, nice to be able to watch yeah. any kind of basketball well, without having to hear Mark Jackson. Saying Chris Webber's much better, but he was all right last night. But um, it was good to have Marv on that game just for the. Clay Thompson's on fire. Yeah, know, element and stuff. Always nice to hear. Yeah, of getting up there in years. But well, the truth is, still wind it back. The truth is, if if there's ever going to be moments uh, that are going to be on YouTube compilations that I'm going to look at in years to come, you want Marv? Uh, yeah, I want Marv yeah. on him. Especially when someone's going yeah, 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 downtown. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I mean. Like Marv. You you know it's a basketball. Like you know it's part of basketball history when Marv's on the YouTube clip. Yeah, I 
I did quite enjoy that. Like LeBron's face was priceless when he, I think he put like the eighth or ninth in, and he chucked one in from about thirty foot at one point. LeBron, <laughs> they just kept panning to LeBron. He was just like, strangest look I've ever seen on his face. I was just like, what That's... the fuck? Imagine knowing that if you know what I mean. He's yeah. he's LeBron is you know, he's a, he's a proud man. <laughs> yeah. He's a badly dressed man last night. We'll come on to that later. Yeah, the the Warriors, um, they, they're going to be all right. The Lakers, on the other hand. Um... <laughs> okay, right. So we've filled half our roster up with, like, the league's fucking, like, like the dirty dozen. What do you call it, if you know what I mean? Like, that, like we've got the the unwantables. If you know, <laughs> like, that's what we're going to sign. And then we're going to mix that with this crop of youths we've massively overvalued and overhyped. And, and and then we're just going to put LeBron in. And then LeBron goes down and now everybody's like, well, Rachel Rondo's coming back. Rachel um, Rondo's coming back. Kyle Kuzma's sort of filled in, sort of scoring-wise, while LeBron's been out. But um, the Lonzo Ball injury's just another problem, really. Um, mm. If LeBron's not back soon, a lot of pressure on Brandon Ingram. And, uh, point, point Ingram. Yeah. Point and, Ingram. Uh, and Rondo, when he gets back, who's probably not shown he can stay healthy at this point. Um, no, no. They're... Um, they're in a bit of trouble, really. It's looking they need to get a fucking shuffle on because they got they got the second toughest schedule in the league going forward for the rest of the season. So yep, it's not going to be good a, for them. A, it's a bloodbath fear running for them. A, LeBron needs to get back quickly, or this could get sort of messy. And even if he does, it's going to be so fucked by the time the playoff comes that this yeah, could all be um, in vain. You never know, though. You never know. It's LeBron. We might see a frozen envelope or two in the thing. I tell you what. I tell you. I tell you what, Adam. I'll duck out the playoffs. I'll accept that record, provided we get this pick. I want that Zion Can you imagine boy. Imagine if that. <laughs> I want that Zion boy. Bray, I want that Zion boy. Uh, yeah, I don't. It seems very likely at this point. But yeah, they blew that game in Houston last week, and um, yeah, Michael Beasley, uh, another peak Beasley moment there. Try to check into the game in his warm-up shorts. In his warm-up shorts. Not even, not even check. That's, that's what I mean. He's like, what? You expect me to play basketball? I've not come prepared for this. I'm not mentally prepared. When's preseason? Yeah, not ideal. Well, but what do you expect? If you know what I mean, what do you expect? <laughs> and I look at Tyson Chandler and and Ray John Rondo and praying to the god of vets upstairs somewhere that that, that somehow somehow it's not 2019 and it's actually 2013. Basically, the only good one of those Utes is Kuzma, who was like their fourth. He was almost a throwaway at the start of last season in terms of their. Well, he was a throw-in, wasn't he, in that trade? The Lakers, yeah, currently a game out uh, in the West uh, behind Utah. 538 is given a 38% chance of making the playoffs, sort of based on the schedule. Yeah, yeah, no. That seems them being healthy and stuff. Fair so. enough. Um, yeah, watch your space That, that is only going to go down by the day that LeBron isn't fit. Yeah. In a couple of weeks, that could well, be I think, 20%. I think he's been back for at least a week, yeah. I reckon. Um, I'm just going to have a look at this. Maybe this is that broken hand. Is it that uh, broken hand? <laughs> it's come back. Mysterious broken. Huh? Uh-huh. Um, Thought it healed. Yeah, they got home games against the T Wolves, the Suns, and then Philly uh, next week, and then they go on the road at the Clippers. Which well, it's is not really at the, on the road, is it? At the Warriors, at the Pacers, at the Celtics, at the Sixers. Don't brutal. Yeah, and Atlanta to finish it off. Um, then they play Houston, New Orleans. So they could be. Uh, they could be well out of it. Mm, they could be out of it. They don't get a shuffle on. James Harden's had an interesting uh, couple of weeks. Yeah. 30 
points in 20 straight games. Not done since Will Chamberlain was... Back-to-back 50-pointers, wasn't it? White men yeah, in it? In the 60s. Uh, back-to-back 50-pointers. He scored 200 points in the last four games. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's fucking that ridiculous. Yeah. Do you know how many of those uh, oh. points have been assisted on by a teammate, Gavin? I'm going to say about four. Zero. <sighs> Zero. He's not... An assisted basket in the last... Uh, I think he scored 202 straight points without an assist from a teammate. Yeah! Is that kind of basketball what you, something you'd like to watch? Or is it sustainable? Or is it conducive to winning a title? I mean, um, I'm going to say no. Well, I'm going to say based on the context, that, and this, this is the thing, when MJ was doing this shit, everybody everybody had it out and was stroking it. Look at him, he's the greatest ever! I mean, I've he seen never passed to no motherfucker. The only time he passed, was he's passed twice. To Steve Kerr and fucking John Paxson. <laughs> You've already seen those passes over and over again. When he was doing that shit, it's magnificent, if you know what I mean. People just, yeah. It, I don't think he wants to do that. It's forced through yeah. circumstance. They, they got battered by the uh, Sixers last night. Short-handed. Uh, obviously, Clint Capella's injured now. Chris Paul's still out. Mello, who will come on to, is... He's now gone. Kenneth Fareed, now a rocket. Um... Probably a good fit for them, to be honest. It's Does it? How do we know? Have you seen Kenneth Free play basketball recently? No, but just based on sort of the few things <laughs> he does well, he's an energy sort of rebounder, and he'll fill the lane. And he can he can be half of what Clint Capella was for them, can't he? I've got a theory. Probably a bit small. I've got a theory, and basically on the manimal. Uh, well, the Mari Carroll squash whatever beef required him to have a stunt double. Yeah, basically <laughs> because that's what he was doing in Brooklyn. He was just sat on the bench there, and a lot of money uh, as well. He is. Um, he is. Yeah, they got they got. They couldn't handle Embiid last night. So, um, in a West where you're going to have to sort of come up against, if you've not got Rudy a center, Gobert, going to struggle Davis, with him. Boogie, uh, if he's you know at full tilt, um, they could be. Uh, I just can't see it for them in the playoffs. Chris Paul can't be relied on for anything at this point, can he? No. I mean, it's obviously amazing what James Harden's doing. It's just from an individual standpoint. Mm. Well, this is the thing. I don't think anybody wants to do it. They make out like it, James Harden's wandered in and gone, lads, you're not getting a touch at ball. I don't, I don't, if yeah, no, not, I don't. I, mean, think like, I don't think he wants to like, do that. But it's just not, that's not going to get you over the finish line, is it? No, I, no, I but, don't think. but passing to fucking Nene ain't going to get you, going to get you into the playoffs. They're starting so. Nene and Austin Rivers. Exactly. I mean. So at this point, it's damage limitation because. Daryl Morey's treading water really quickly and trying to unwind the last 18 months. There's still... There's going to be moves made there, I think, before the trading deadline still. Oh, yeah, because that house of cards Brandon is looking on. like it's built on a sand gym. that team, is he? Uh, is he even on that team? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... putting him in bubble wrap so he doesn't get injured before they can trade him, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, is he on that team? Um, and what? They're going to have to give up, like, Eric Gordon or something? Because everything else is even knacked or crap. I don't think they can afford to give up Eric Gordon, though. He's shooting the ball. Um, that's, but that's what it means. They didn't make any kind of move. What does anybody want there? What does anybody want from that Rockets roster? Um, how do you guard James Harden? You can't. I've seen many. You can't. Milwaukee did Whole that teams can't stop him. Sort of force him sort of to his right hand all the time. Mm. And it's just sort of like Josh Hart the other night was just putting his hands behind his back and just standing in front of him. It's just. It's Which bizarre. is, what's the point in even trying to D up them? Yeah. If you know what I mean. Uh, I mean there's no point trying to block his shot because you know, he just falls over and gets you. Four-point play, doesn't it? It's just—it's a bizarre sort of thing to watch. I don't, I don't get much joy watching it though. Like you can watch Steph Curry sort of dribbling up and bombing these threes. Like it's actually quite—it's fun to watch and stuff. 
Yeah, but again, you're making out like he's this is this is James. No, 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 he's not, not the coach. No, no, he's, he's not, not the fucking coach. Like he's doing his best to plug a I'm hole. Just as brilliant as these and he's surrounded by shit. Oh, so I just, I just find it quite joyless. I don't know. It's, yeah, yeah, no, he's not, I, he's I not think, playing basketball for me. I, I think, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've never, I've never understood that narrative. I think it, it's amazing to watch. He's clearly an amazing basketball player. But if he has an off game, they're fucked, aren't they? Of course. But again, he didn't build the roster. No, no that's true. No, he, no, I'm he, not. You know, he's just not, shouldering I'm as not, much of a burden. I'm not talking about from a point of view of like I don't like James Harden. I'm just talking about Houston as a team and how they've constructed mm. this team. And, but this is what I mean. There's like this weird narrative that rather than recognise him taking a Herculean weight upon his shoulders and trying to drag them on, people are like, oh, it's ugly, so it doesn't count. It's not real basketball. Well, no, it's... Like, if you just watch it, it's Maybe just it's loads of... Maybe it's Mori we should be able to go on. Yes. Yeah. I'm Mike D'Antoni. Yeah. That doesn't seem like a good way to keep a team involved long term. No, I mean, there's no, there's no suggestion that he's... Like I, I personally no, think, thing where you're not getting on winning on the team, by no, way. no. But on the same hand, eventually that goes. So I think it's worth them taking some losses here and there to let Eric Gordon have a night where he's the number one. Let Gerald have some shots, if you know. What I mean, like Gerald's getting his shots. But on the same hand, it's just weird that people just continue to like rag away on James Harden for doing something amazing. Sorry, James, because I, mean, I wasn't ragging on you. Well, you just big up. It's just, just that yeah. thing, you know. I mean, people are just like, "Oh, it's 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 ugly, so it don't count." Oh, it's it's not real basketball. It's ugly. It's just it's just tedious. <laughs> it's just all it is. Uh. You know what? And this is the god's <laughs> honest truth. Ninety six percent of all the basketball I've ever watched yeah. has been fairly fucking tedious. If I'm honest. <laughs> Most of it's waiting for timeouts to come out or referees to be whispering about some of some of the nineties videos on our YouTube. Channel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Christ, if you want some tedious there, jeez. Um, yeah, we say Philly sort of gave the SmackDown um, last night. Um, I'd just like to particularly welcome back the fucking Pippo and Zaghi of the NBA. Fucking Corey Watson assist brewer. The bog lining, shit lining, fucking <laughs> leaking out on the Cherry picking. Break. Cherry picking, fucking. <laughs> Cherry picking Corey sweat. brewer. I'm sorry. Corey, oh. I fucking hate him. He's just everything I hate about basketball. He's I just don't. He's like invisible. Have you seen that episode of Black Mirror where they're sort of blurred at art? No. That's, no. that's, that's what Corey. Um, is, he, is he still rocking that? Like that. He's got the headband now with a bowler. He looks yeah, like so he looks like Ja Rule or something. Yeah, like yeah. But, little... um, he started getting into it with Harden last night for some reason. Oh, so he does. He always thought he was some sort of enforcer. Yeah, or... yeah. But he's uh, not yeah. at all. He just comes across as a dick. Like James Harden fell over in their half, so he went and like the ball had gone. Mm. So he went and stood over him, like so he was guarding him with arms on the floor. So I was like, "What are you doing?" Like just <laughs> then he starts like semi trying to flop, and then he starts getting in it later again with Harden, like just getting tangled up with him as they're. Like, what, what are you doing? You're Corey Brewer. Just, I don't know. I know your place, lad. I know. I just, no, he's not. He just he's he doesn't. the worst fucking basketball. He's, yeah, I'll not get involved in the play or anything. I'll just leak out and get a fucking layup. And... Well, at this point, he's just going for the goon role. If you know he what is, I mean. Yeah, and yeah, fucking. He, he's, he's, just just we'll do some Lance Stevenson tricks, but I don't even have Lance Stevenson. No, shimmy. he's not. He's so, just. Yeah. Yeah, go away. He knows that this contract he's on is his last. Well, he's night. on a ten-day contract. But he started yeah. last night because Butler was out, so he'll, he'll probably keep him around. Yeah, so he's doing that thing where he's got over. Yeah. He's doing the Matt Barnes enough, thing. But yeah, yeah. I've but... got to prove I'm worth something. If I'm not as good at basketball, I'll, I'll, I'll. Matt Barnes was a bit better. I'll try and prove my value in this way. Niggle, niggle, niggle. Long to Shamet continues to impress me. He's going to be the only rookie team. I'm telling you, mm. I can shoot. Yeah, I can shoot. Good name. 
You can. It's great. It's quite interesting to look at, actually, with the tash. Yeah, <laughs> you like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Jimmy Butler sort of fit continues to sort of get a lot of sort of press attention and stuff. I mean, it's early days still, but I must say, watching that OKC game uh, at the weekend, it's a cracking game, mm. by the way. Um, there's just large spells where just, he was on the floor, but I was like, you're not in the game. It's still the Embiid and Simmons show, very much. And I just don't think, I don't think Jimmy's the kind of guy who's going to mesh. Well, we kind of touched on this. Yeah, yeah. Well, the three of them, the three of them must have got to go into two. Yeah. At some point, now I'd say, if just was, in terms of like a decent winning fit, it would scare me to have to pay him a max contract money this summer if I wanted to be a Philadelphia. Yeah, I wouldn't have walked into that deal, but hey, but hey. Yeah, the OKC game was funny. Um, they kind of did you see the end of that game? The last play, sort of Paul George hit that big shot, yes. and then Butler came down, sort of. Ben Simmons sort of set a screen for him, and then did nothing. Literally stood there, didn't cut to the basket. Yeah, he didn't sort of make himself open for a three-point shot. No, he just stood watching. And then after the game, he kind of made out that, like, oh, well, I was I was waiting for Jimmy to kick it to me for a three. Yeah. It's like, well, you've not took a three-pointer all season, so what, are you going to start now? Yeah. Like, just really disingenuous comments trying to throw Jimmy Butler under the bus and stuff. And I'm like, hmm, all right, yeah. Don't fit. He did nothing, Don't mate. fit. Yeah. They've it's got like, two small forwards who like to dribble. I'm pretending one of them's a point guard. Ignoring the fact that this guy can't shoot at the end of games, it's not. He's becoming a Yeah, yeah you have to sit him down soon. Yeah. It, like, literally, yeah, for the last few minutes, just put... Sit him down put soon. Put Landry Shamet in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you space like, the floor? Yeah, it's just... How do you... If you've got Embiid and a guy who can't shoot, or, or won't shoot outside about 12 foot, then with Simmons and Embiid, you've you've got four players basically around the basket. Like they're just they're... he's got a history just making stupid comments, but I mean, what do you expect? You're not going out with one of these celebrity sort of what they call Kardashians? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't care about Bruce, anybody else Bruce, sleeping with it. For honest, Jenner's kids or something. I, I worry know. about. I worry about where I'm sleeping, not anybody else. Yeah, yeah the Thunder. Paul George, shout out to him because he's been absolutely. I know we don't. Have to Paul George, discuss... a rare shot towards the end of a game. Yeah. Did you know Paul George has a like. Hardly ever actually takes it. When he was a pacer, really never took it. He had a really bad record. Even though he's way shots. better. Rusty yeah, yeah. always takes them, although Rusty's yeah. like a, what, a career God. 21% three-point shooter. <laughs> his shot selection in that game. <laughs> I don't think there's anyone in the league who takes he's basically, many bad shots. He's either. basically embraced like that shit box of chocolates that's left over at Christmas in terms of like his shot selection. That's what it's like. It could be the mint. It could be the nugget. It could be the Turkish delight or the coffee one. Where you're like, ah, I don't want that. <laughs> The barrel, yeah, the liqueur. If you know what I mean, when you're in the, all the, that's what he does. It's just random. Come on, come yeah. on. Shout out to uh, Rusty Buckets. Uh, we'll be right back. Catch any of the um, Raptors Celtics game last week where uh, sort of Kyrie went mental down the stretch. Yep. Hit those yep. big threes. That was uh, Pascal was good in that game. Pascal was good. He had a game in it the other night. Pascal was good in that game. Yeah. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say it now. I think Pascal's more important to him than Kawhi Leonard. I don't know. Kawhi Leonard? Yeah. Give it over. I think, I think he is long term. Well, maybe I think long-term. even in the short term. Who do you think's more liked around that locker room? <laughs> He was generally stoked for his 
uh, game winner. Well, as much as mm. stoked as you can see Kawhi Leonard, yeah, mm. he smiled and stuff. And went, Yay! <laughs> Ooh, good move from Big Pascal as well. Yeah, no, he's good. He's a lot of Scotty Pippen in his game. Mm. But a b- bit taller, he seems. Feels um, feels rangier. Possibly, yeah. Pippin's six seven, six eight. Mm. Kinda, but I mean, he just uh, feels just rangier. Yeah, yeah. I don't just, know. Maybe it's just his, like his lateral speed or something, the, foot speed. But he can get, he can get to the uh, rim whenever he wants. He looks like he's better than he knows at this point. If you know yeah. what I mean, he looks. He's yeah. very humble. So yeah, uh, the Brooklyn Nets have been pushed uh, themselves up in see, that uh, playoff. Did you see Spencer destroy the Rockets? Spencer's been <laughs> off. Spencer's been off. He's like the opposite. It's it, that contract been loved finding it finding his role like it's Spencer's going mad he is yeah they were there was two huge uh, threes in Houston that's mm. a massive win for them a signature win if you will get it yeah no he's uh, he's NBA where are they like six or seventh now I think they pushed right up in there in the playoffs haven't they they are 25 and 23 the sixth seed as it yeah. stands at the minute and looking down I don't look like they'll fall out of that playoffs no they're, they're better than me I mean they're better than Charlotte mm. say that right D'Angelo Russell's family scoring such of late. So. They're well organised. That they, they turned that absolute well, shit show around. Well, to say Brooklyn. how many lottery picks the Knicks have had in the last sort of five years, <laughs> how many Brooklyn have had? And they're in a much better, better state, yeah. yeah, far better state. Yeah, um, the, the Knicks have had all theirs, and the Brooklyn have given all theirs away for the last yeah. five years or so. Yeah, they won four straight. Uh, beat Boston, beat the Rockets, uh, and beat the Kings uh, last night. On MLK Day in a, in a cracking game. Mm-hmm. Um, friend of the podcast, Jeremy Patterson, has informed me he will be attending tomorrow night for the Orlando game. He's, really? He's getting swept away by Nets fever. Really. <laughs> so, apparently tickets are available for the Orlando Magic. Who'd have known so, that? Yeah. Who'd have guessed? Quite cheap as well, uh, I reckon. Uh, yeah, very cheap. Very competitively <laughs> priced, apparently. Com- uh, competitively so, priced. Got to be one of the cheapest nights in that part of Brooklyn. I'll, uh, I'll find out uh, from him. Now that goes. I know they got the Knicks on Friday uh, at home, so that'll be a good game. Yeah, well, well they'll give the them the smackdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Knicks. Uh, did you see any of that London game? No, uh, just in protest. Not a classic. Just in pro. Why was gonna? Oof. No, uh, well, the ending was quite good. Actually, goaltending uh, decided on a goaltending call. Yeah. Very Knicks. Knicks nice. are gonna nick. You know, the Knicks are gonna nick. Nick. <laughs> if you find any uh, Nicky way to lose it, <laughs> that would that be it on a goaltending call. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure people who were in attendance had fun more for this whole, whole event. The spectacle. Yeah, than, uh, but yeah, I'm glad I didn't drop uh, money. I'm glad not didn't drop lots of money that I'd have to work for. Oh, yeah, shout out to Frank, uh, 99 Shades of Nick, Frank, friend of the podcast, who was in attendance. Yeah, the Nets, the whole package is good. Richard Jefferson and Iron Eagle on the commentary, mm. two of the better ones. Yeah, Richard Jefferson, very self-deprecating, very funny. Yes, Not yes. Try to take the piss out of fans and stuff. It's the start of Richard Jefferson. If anybody's smart, yes, he'll be he'll doing be. a damn sight more, and yeah, we'll see be, less yeah. and less of. He'll be on TMT or ESPN. Yeah. Not very long, you'd imagine, because yeah, knows his shit. He's articulate and eloquent. Yeah, and just and yeah, funny, just, and funny, yeah, and, and yeah. knowledgeable, and, and holy shit, all the things all you want in he somebody talking about your sport yeah, that you love. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he's, and, uh, and not just you know, here's here's an old bloke who played basketball, getting on thirty years ago. If you know what I mean, <laughs> offering his comments on what's now a totally different game. Yeah, he's gonna be good. He'll be uh, down there. Donovan Mitchell, we kind of were worried about last time we were on the air. Um, kind of turn it around. 
Ricky Rubio missed kind of six games, and it. Yep. They had him playing the point, and he's been grinding through the sophomore quicksand. Yeah, they've the had season. a very sort of home heavy schedule against some bad teams. Um, so it's kind of been nice when he just got back on track scoring wise, and the three point shots still a struggle for him. Yeah, uh, compared to last year when Rubio's back now, so it'd be interesting to see. If they sort of put Rubio back in the starting lineup, or they'll be starting Royce O'Neill, I think, with Donovan at point guard. So, yeah, that's one to watch. Um, they lost to your Blazers last night, actually, didn't mm. they? But he's averaged, been averaging like 30 a game over the last sort of month or so. Yeah, what, he's. Last 10 games or so. Sort of worked so. it back out again. Well, well he's worked, so. he's made the adjustments to what he needs to do now. He's marked. Yeah. Now he's top of the other team scouting report. Yeah. He needs to know. Yeah. Blazers been ticking along nicely. Yep, that's right. what they do, isn't it? That's that's what Blazers Blazers yeah. Blaze. <laughs> kind of Maurice Harkless in and out of the line. In and out of the line. Yeah, there's it's quite a bit of that though. The the Blazers need to make some they. sort of move with quite a few of those bits. Yeah, they're kind of hamstrung what they can do though, can't they? Really, sort of salary wise and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's going to be rushed to take Myers Leonard and he's twenty one million, no. twenty two million off your hands. So no, uh, and then there's. there's Nick Stauskas, Stauskas has kind of fallen out of the rotation after that sort of hot start as well. Yep, he? yep. So, Layman is as well. Yeah, I mean Layman is not so much. Stuff, uh, but, um, yeah, he went off the other day. Nurkic has uh, Nurkic has been yeah, in the. We hit on him last time, didn't we? He's, Nurkic has uh, yeah sort of found he's established his established yeah, yeah, yeah. as a centre, above average centre huh. in the league, and yeah, um, yeah, it'd be nice when they have some more marquee matchups and kind of see where they're at. Um, Oh, you got Oklahoma actually. Yeah. Um, tonight, so that should be a, a decent, decent sort of barometer huh. of where you're at. Can I uh, nominate an idiot of the week? Go on then. Georgie Deng of the Minnesota. Oh, what did Georgie Deng do? Uh, I can't remember. Was, I think it was a game against the Spurs. I was watching, and uh, he was arguing with the referee while the uh, Spurs were taking the free throw, and literally just turned his back, arguing and. Dante Cunningham just went in and got the rebound and tipped it in. I was like, what are you doing? You fucking do so what you're paid to do, Georgie. Yeah, yeah. That guy it's there, not Bicker. He's supposed to block him out. It's not Bicker. I just noticed that. I thought, oh. a pillock. Um, so, yeah. I've got one. Go on, then. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr.'s mini flex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mini flex that why, led to a big apology. Rick Carlisle. <laughs> no, 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 no. Fine, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. What? You're not going to do as you're told. Apparently, he's... He's apologised. He's been back and apologised. I think Dennis has has come back and said, I'm I'm right, sorry. I think I've had a bit of bad advice. Uh, Yeah. I'm going to change my agent. Maybe. They need him, though. um, Because they've really struggled since Berea got injured. Well, they need him for what? Well, just to run them second units or do something. Yeah, but what they're trying to do this year, if you know what I mean. Uh, They're not going to make the playoffs. Exactly. So at this point, they're just, you know, it's letting Donk Donk Donk. Berea out for the season. I know. Our favourites. Not won a game when he's not played this year. Zero and eight. And four. It's yeah. underrated and undersized. <laughs> Diminutive. Diminutive. Just looking at the playoff picture, I mean, we can cross off Atlanta, Chicago, and Knicks and Cleveland in the east. I think we could have done that in toast. fucking September, yeah. to be honest. Just for housekeeping. <laughs> we were only pretending they might have a chance just to try and make Orlando these pods lively. Two games out. Yes. Uh, Washington are having a little surge. Who would have thought they'd be better without John Wall, eh? Uh, <laughs> Everybody. Yeah. But John Everybody Wall. Everybody not named John Wall. Uh, uh, so they're not out of it by any stretch. The Detroit fucking Turgid Pistons. I just 
fucking can't watch because if I if I have to watch like see if that's fucking boring basketball, it's that oh God, if yeah, you know what I mean. Like makes James Harden like, huh? fucking uh, sweet Georgia Brown should be playing in background. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's kind of anyone from sort of I think Brooklyn are going to get in. I think it's from like Miami down to Orlando. Miami get dragged back, and then the West. Well, you, basically, what you got to do with that, you just I, I start start at the bottom with Orlando. Are they going to be better than the Miami Heat over the rest of the season? I would imagine so. Probably not. Are they going to be better than the Hornets? Probably not. So let, we can probably discount them unless they make some sort of move and get a point guard. Then uh, they're gonna struggle, I think. Yeah. Lots of talk. I've heard lots of talk about Vucevic going before the trade deadline. Wants, who needs him? He could. He's an above-average center. We yeah, were just we were just raving about about saying that kind of money though. You can pick huh? centers up with ten a penny, but not above-average ones. Yeah, but who plays through a center though? Who's going to be a contender? What kind of contending teams? Is he the kind of player that they need? I don't. Know. Why does it have to be a contending team though? If you know I what I mean. Why, why would you trade for him otherwise? I don't know. He's not old. We all so. need a good center. I guess Phoenix have been 26. floundering around for years looking for well, a center. They've, they've they're paying Tyson Chandler. They've got eight now. They've got to do something to get Mamba, Mo Bamba minutes. Unless someone gets an injury. I just don't see who's, who's trading for him. Um, the West, sorry, as we say. Phoenix are out of it. Memphis are fucking teetering. Um, it's sort of make or break point, isn't it, the next week or so for them. And it doesn't look like it's going to go in the right direction. Um, Memphis are fucking shit. Yeah. Memphis are shit. It's all gone. It's all gone. And you know what? If there is an There's NBA seven... product I don't want to look at, it's that court. It's... There's seven games out, Oof, actually. They're done. They're, they're out. They're out. They're not picking up seven games. So we you can we zip can that back up. Dallas are 20 and 26. No chance. No chance of making yeah, the playoffs. No chance of making them. We're talking about the Lakers they with lose, LeBron lose... struggling to make it into the playoffs. They lose too many close games, don't they? It, it, it's, it's basically the Lakers, Jazz and Clippers for, the, for that one. It's two out of that three, I think. I think so. It's two out of that Sacramento, three. Not convinced. Not convinced. I think, yeah, they can be pleased with what they've done. They've gone from the league joke to, oh, a, to a, a team that, yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah. being realistic about their things. Darren Fox has taken a massive yeah. leap. A lot of their players are. Buddy Heald. That game when they were like, Buddy's always kind of been rated, isn't he? That was like hard mess. I, I think I think Buddy's finally starting to live up to his ratings rather that than owner, they all took the piss out of him for Stavskis, but mm. Buddy healed. He had confidence. What's his name? The owner. Vikas Ranadive. That's the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, people uh, they took the piss. But Ranadive. Yeah, Buddy. no, I think the Timberwolves are just sort. They've yeah. just got to work out what's going on. They're rolling with a sort of flip. That's that's a flip flop parade out there. What they've got on now? They just they just they've still got the door open and still trying to waft Jimmy Butler's farts <laughs> out the building. If you know what I mean, like that's for them just getting everybody to the end of the season. Not what hating we say, each other. We got eleven in it in the East. No, we don't believe in Orlando, do you? No, I don't believe I in Orlando. Uh, you could, yeah, we've got a chance, Washington, and then Lakers upwards in the West. There is another one. The, well, he was a contender for idiot of the week. Bizarre game. What the Heat versus the Pistons? The, the Heat were down by sort of three with 10, 11 seconds left. Yeah. And Tyler Johnson actually dribbled under the rim, and instead of going for a layup, he had a wide open layup for two to cut it to one with like ten seconds left. Instead, he literally passed up an open layup, passed it out for a three. What the fuck? Well. You say what the fuck because the three didn't go in, obviously. If it no. did, if it did, then... But it wasn't like a wide open three. It was like a contested mm. three. I was just like, is this what we've come to? Like, basketball, what? 
just take the two. You've got ten seconds. Foul. It's playing the numbers game. I'm, I'm, I'm just literally screaming at the telly. Like, what are you doing? Mm. I don't know. I just couldn't get ahead there. Yeah, uh, it would seem to be expulsion into uh, my mathematically a thing, or, but maybe they've just decided that in the way those games actually pan out, if you can get yourself in, whoever's in front with ten seconds to go tends to win. So would you would you rather take I that chance so. there? I, and... I just find it very strange. I, I've I, seen it a few times that this year as well. Whilst weeks. we're on the subject of tedious basketball, <laughs> is there anything worse? Than watching that fucking foul free throw, free throw, no, foul, no, free no, throw, no. Fr- like like wh- when someone's six really points bad. behind with four seconds well, no, to go, that, and you, you that, know that you just like was going to happen there, but I, I just still, lay down, I just lay down, just sometimes Not down three with ten seconds left. Now. I mean, I don't know. No. Like I say though, if it goes in, no one's mentioning anything. It's actually probably oh Tyler Johnson kept his head injuries. Yeah, David Anthony Davis obviously out now for a couple of weeks. Probably worth a mentioning. He just like drave me. Uh, oh, see uh, Alex Caruso, the follically challenged. Uh, follically challenged Alex. He's, uh, he's back. Uh, just to, again, uh, what are you talking about him because he's bold? For his Costa Cuba. What are you talking about him because he's bold? Oh, and another uh, favorite of the podcast, Bruno uh, Caboclo. Caboclo, Caboclo, Memphis got him uh, on a ten day. On a ten day, yeah. So he's ten days away from me. Ten, day, ten days. He's ten days away from a two month contract. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, 10 days good. away from a two-way contract always good to see his name on the waiver wires oh. welcome back Bruno welcome, welcome back, back Bruno <laughs> uh, he literally has got paid for being like 6 foot 11 he can walk and chew that's his gift he can walk and that's, his talent. Six foot that's a talent like, like lots of people say like oh it, it's a blessing I'd like to thank God or whatever and I, f- I feel like don't do yourself down lad you've put in a load of effort <laughs> a load of work like you didn't choose the, like your frame like don't God didn't do this you did Bruno <laughs> I hope you're praying to whoever it is you've got it it's Poseidon like <laughs> Hanuman the Hindi monkey god of mischief like whoever, whoever it is you pray to I hope you're giving up good sacrifice mate just talking to Memphis while we're on big man Joe Boo some rum for Joe Boo <laughs> <laughs> Hats for bats. Bats for all. <laughs> that's what, um, got the wrong god. Maybe that's it. Oh, no. It's Bruno. Just while we're on tour, men who play for Memphis, uh, I saw there was a thing like last week, uh, some interview in some, I don't know, some magazine or something with uh, Noah who uh, admitted he might have partied a little too much whilst he was in New York. No, he's no shit. <laughs> Could we have ever seen that one come up? If you're still trying to play... Save that shit for fucking for your biography, if you know what I mean. I, I don't know. <sighs> He's not struggling. He's all right. Uh, I, I don't. I think it. You know what I mean. I don't know. <laughs> the, the Knicks aren't. If you know what I mean, Knicks. The Knicks aren't. The Knicks aren't. Aren't their current owner? They're not their current coach. They're not their current roster. If you know what Is I mean. He's shitting it's, on the Knicks. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it, it's granddad's taking their sons, then yeah, their grandsons, yeah. to, to see this nice. thing to like. And I, I just hate people who shit on this. Thing, if you know what I mean. Well, at least he was honest, I guess. Give that what you will. Mm. Um, trade deadline, a couple of weeks away. I don't know who's buying what. Who's, who's wanting to? Well, teams who still think they can make the playoffs. I don't know. I don't think there are any. Do you know? There's only the Lakers. Well, do you not think? No, but we think they're out. But the GMs of these teams might not think they're out. Do you not think the GM at Orlando's thinking we can still do this, or the Washington GMs are? Come no. on, let's. Do you not? No. Do you trust Ernie no. Grunfeld? No. To evaluate his own team. Ernie's not thinking. Ernie's going minute to minute. <laughs> Ernie's going to minute to minute. Ernie's like a prisoner whose who, who word art is, is a nonce and he's just expecting to get stabbed at any I think moment. Ernie's got a tease, mate. 
I think I think Ernie's got a bottle of Adderall in his hand <laughs> and a, and and like a, a shiv he's fashioned out of out of the guts of a bick. <laughs> That's what I think Ernie's doing right now. I still think I still claim I think he uh, he he's going to be buying for me seven. I think Ernie don't give a fuck. Well, I, I, I think Ernie's out poor there. Ernie. No poor Ernie. <laughs> don't poor Ernie. We always have a go. Don't around. poor Ernie. Me, but, yeah. He's poor. <laughs> he's pissing in the vat at Chocolate City. He seems nice enough. Well, fair play to him. Get him a job in a charity <laughs> shop. There's plenty of dodderers who are nice. He's <laughs> not that old, huh? He's not that old. He just looked—he looked old when he was a player, Ernie. Yeah, he's the hell up behind Patrick Ewing. Yeah, he's looking old as shit. <laughs> and, he, and that's where he should be—a faded middle distance off uh, in the background of a poster in some high, tight-fitting shorts. <laughs> for uh, a man who watched so much basketball from such a close like proximity for all those years, he ain't seemed to have learned shit. Uh, I just think you know—he likes buffets and. Just likes to be around games. Hospitality, yeah. Likes to be around the game still, if you know what I mean. How? Why would you let him pick? Why would you put him in charge of your roster? Yeah, maybe just like they all the wives and the, you know, they all like him. Who owns Washington? Does he own Washington or something? Uh, no, it's the uh, it's the guy who owns the hockey team as well, isn't it? Uh, his name escapes me. Te- uh, what's his name? Is is he one of them like old like billionaires who's just mental now and just given up? No, I don't think. I don't know. He can't be an active participant in this. <laughs> No one's giving Ernie checks, like Will Pulley. Ernie, what, what are you doing with all this money? Um, um, um. Ted Leonsis, that's the guy. Uh, yeah, that guy. Teaching isn't he? Yeah. Don't have any Yeah. Oof. Anyway, enough on the Wizards. Uh, we'll be right back. Enough, please, on the Wizards. <laughs> Give up. Do a sartorial corner. I'll tell you what I did like those Knicks uh, unis with the stripy bits on. Yes, they're really nice. That's the first time I'd seen them the other night when they played. Uh, yes, uh, on MLK Day, they're uh, they're cracking. They've got kind of they kind of wave. Yeah, down the side. And so it's like a homage. It is not not just the cheap yeah. throwback with a replication. Of yeah, it. I like that. I the really new like spin it. on it. It's a Slightly it's... darker blue. Yeah, there's no one on the team who's Jesse Edwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Not even you, Noah Vonley. Mitchell Robinson. Oh, fucking hell. No. And, uh, yeah, the Knicks are a mess. Not, not on the... Uh, what's the Knicks term? Twitter's You're not on the moment. Mitchell Robinson Archipelagio? No, I've got that wrong. It's Ireland, isn't it? <laughs> on the roundabout? The Mitchell Robinson roundabout? The arguing over Frank Nilakina on Nick's Twitter is brilliant. Uh, the people who obviously really want him to do well and people who just aren't convinced. It's, uh, it's quite a scene. People, people actually care enough about Frank yeah, Nicholson oh yeah. to argue. It's a very divisive figure. Uh, I can imagine. Knicks fans. But um, have they not got? Oh, I think. No, they literally got nothing better to do. That's my question. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, pausing this is out, isn't it? Yeah. What hope is there? Um, Jeff Van Gundy had a big rant about jerseys the other day. He's sick of seeing uh, you know Dwayne Wade's been doing these mm. sort of tour, exchanging jerseys with people at the yeah. end of games. Jeff's not happy about that. He's not happy at all. 
me. That's <laughs> a massive rant to start again today. Jeff just doesn't like any sign of like goodwill. I mean, yeah. I, I don't like. Now his theory was, unless they're Hall of Fame level players, you shouldn't be ex- exchanging jerseys. I'm seeing people out here exchanging jersey with the Terry Rosier. I mean, no offense, Terry, and it's just amazing. It just goes off on this one thing. He's a curmudgeonly. Yeah. He's a curmudgeonly old soul, isn't he? The George Costanza of uh, NBA broadcast. It's kind of. The thing is, as well, though, it's like he's turned into parody. So the more he rants, the less you take him seriously. The less his opinion counts. (laughs) Because you know exactly what it's going to be, if you know what I mean. Get a bit of positivity, Jeff, if you know what I mean. You're right. It's not like it were in your day. Players aren't (laughs) charging into stands and clouting fans, if you know what I mean. We finally realised that we should do something about this game being fucking boring for the, like the last three minutes, taking forty five. You know, like Jeff, let it go. He's all right, Jeff. He has let it moments. go. His heart's in the right place. He's not learnt life's quintessential <laughs> lesson. It's not about gathering things. It's about learning to let go of things <laughs> and enjoying the present. For I don't think we're going to see him back in the NBA uh, anytime soon. But you never know. You never know. This headbang thing that started with. Jiru Holiday. Mm. It's spreading, Gavin. It's spreading like wildfire. You're not a fan of cultural expression? No, it's the uh, sort of kung fu headband, have yeah. you noticed? It's replaced the sweatband. Like tied on headband. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all at it. I like it's it. It's going. I like it's it. It's a look. I want someone to go for Daniel Sands with a, you know, with a, with a writing and the Where's full-on Matthews? karate He's kid. doing it now. Jimmy Butler, he's on it. Uh, Jarrett Allen's got it and he's... He's carrying the look off better than anyone. Of course, he looks like uh, looks like Jim Kelly and entered the dragon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's he's in there with that. He knows that too. He's going for <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, he's really nailed it. But yeah, it's um, the NBA used to be like really arsy about sort of accessories and stuff. I don't know if this is an official headband of all. I don't know. They all seem to be the same. I think I think we basically got to the J.R. Smith rule where you can pretty much almost do anything yeah. so long as you're not repping the logo of a non-official league sponsor. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. With you, but yeah, it's it's cool. Oh, why on. not let people express themselves no, no, if they I'm, play I'm, happier I'm and freer like that? I'm, I'm we should go with it's, it. It's caught on, it's, uh, it's good, it's, it's a nice change. It's a nice change. Um, I, I will say this, I will say this as well in, in the sartorial corner thing. Some of you lads, I know the idea of a pair of custom kicks might sound appealing, some nasty ones about it. But it breaks my heart to see some of these trainers pass the fucking toys with an airbrush to have like Shrek sprayed on the back. Like, stop. One. Just just nip that in the bud. Like Spencer Dinwood, he's got his own sneakers. Have you seen it? He's, he's doing a lot of I, these. I, oh, oh, oh. It's bad enough when people have scratched the name of their second cousin or something on the sole. And like, some bad ones. But, but some of the custom shoes. And there's some serial offenders. We'll not say any names, Montress has. Oh, really? He's Montress. Montress has had some abominable... I mean, I admire the sense of fun sometimes and the playfulness, but some of it is sacrilege. There's a line, yeah. Some of it is sacrilege. And yeah, if you're passing your shoes to a fucking toy to spray some whack-ass shit on with it because he's got an airbrush and you can call it a custom, yeah, if you know what I mean. You can put a brick through your windscreen and call it a one of a kind. Mr. Cartoon. (laughs) Another one who... Another one that annoys me is the odd sneakers thing, wearing one different colour sneaker, like a white one and a black one. No, sorry. LeBron James, he's an offender. Last night, he was... Are you having that? Have you ever worn odd sneakers? 
The problem is it's radio, so I can't. I literally don't, don't even want to countenance that with words. Right, okay. You know what I mean? I don't even want to acknowledge you've said that, but it's, it's radio, it's so my facial look. expression don't carry it's, over. No, it Fuck no. Really no. Fuck it's no. Not a great Are you look. trying to brag you can afford two pairs? I don't, I don't get know. this. Uh, Whoever dresses LeBron James, by the way, because he's certainly not himself. Because he wears some fucking. He's paying a stylist up. Yeah. Fuck him up. Uh, yeah, just sack the stylist, LeBron. It's not. You look like you're trying to. I think we've all, they've all, they've all learned the MJ lesson, though. Oh, don't ever dress yourself. Yeah, yeah big jeans. <laughs> don't ever dress yourself. <laughs> he was blatantly dressing himself. <laughs> Them Carl Carney jeans. Jesus Christ, the belt. Polo shirt, belt. Like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> if everybody's learnt one thing. We could do a whole podcast on Whew. MJ's ripped jeans. And, uh, yeah, For a man who was always quite well dressed early in his career, he just went to shit when he retired. Yeah. Uh, Stop yeah. paying the stylist. <laughs> Possibly. Speaking of which, I would, though, however, endorse, like, the house of Tucker. I think PJ needs, oh, PJ needs, to, PJ needs to go and get a full label. Uh, uh, PJ, you have a point. He's doing it right. Um, any dunks highlight plays? There was only one dunk this week, and that was Boogie's Megan Dub basket. Really? Yeah, yeah, it was nice. He got up there. That was the dunk that made the most noise around. Yeah, uh, Trey Young had a alley oop to John Collins, which was. Did you see that the other night? Yes. From the top of the key. He yeah. really reached back. And, oh, that was quite nasty. He's um, a flexible lad, that one. Yes, he can get up. Donovan had one on JaVale McGee as well. Did you see that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Took him to, yeah, Donovan's got his hops like back. like candies and babies. Yeah. I don't know. JaVale's not that bad, but yeah. And Turner had a block on Marvin Williams as well. That was fucking vicious the other night. That was one of the best blocks I've seen for a while. But after Ola, last time, well, Marvin's not getting much love around these parts. Cheers. If you're listening, Marv, meh. Yeah. <laughs> Do we want to open the uh, gates of Clarence Weatherspoon Hall of Fame? We well, can do, yeah. I'll really get Kit out and I'll get Kettle on. Back, it's the Clarence Wellsbury Hall of Fame. Crack that padlock, <laughs> get the creaky gates open. Yeah, WD 40. I've been looking forward to this one. Yes, yeah. If you've ever sort of followed our old Instagram page, which is still up by the way, tremendous upside, and you've kind of you followed kind of who we are and what we do, um, you'll know that a certain Daryl Dawkins has always been a large part of that. Yeah, just kind of sums up why we like basketball and the kind of things we like about basketball and the kind of players yeah. we like and just the joy we find in characters of the game like Daryl Dawkins and he's always kind of when I first got into basketball he was kind of through the sort of dazzling dunks basketball bloopers tapes yeah. and stuff just kind of after sort of seeing games on BBC and he was like the first sort of character you were like wow what's this who's this guy yeah. it's kind of just like this was a completely alien See, my, my, personality. The Daryl Dawkins I know came came retrospectively, because my first was the Daryl, the, like the old ass Daryl Dawkins coming off the bench for the Pistons. Yeah, when he was when he was 80s. when he was really old. Yeah, if you know yeah. what I mean, like through those, and, and I didn't, you didn't associate him with what he was. It, it wasn't until later on I'd realised what he'd been in his earlier. Yeah, I yeah. thought he was Bill Cartwright like or something. If you know what I mean. He kind of was by that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that, but you have no idea that 
thing is, Bill Cartwright always was Bill Cartwright, if you know what I mean. He wasn't Daryl Dawkins, that's no. for sure. But yeah, I can remember yeah getting a kind of... I think basketball had already been on sort of TV a couple of years already over here on BBC and stuff. And yeah, getting that dazzling dunks and basketball bloopers tape, it was kind of like introduced. It was my first kind of look at the history of the NBA because this yeah. was pre-internet. It was kind of, there wasn't many magazines over here. It was kind of, you had to follow it sort of yeah. via teletext. Or if you knew someone had been to the States, there was kind of not a great deal of sort of info out there, was yeah, there? For, for a long time, anything, lots really. of the league players, lots of the great players in the past were just names you'd yeah, hear passing yeah. in commentary and, then when you and so- mentioned and you sort of knew they were supposed to be good, but you, I had no idea, if you know what I mean. If you'd have, for the first three years, if you'd have told me Bill Russell was why, I'd have bought that. <laughs> If you know Played what I mean, Celtics won lots of rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'd have bought that because they were just what I didn't have access to yeah. any kind of archives or things so like yeah, that. You just come... hear yeah. names passing. Yeah. So yeah, there's a guy he's smashing backboards, he's slang talking, kind he of. He was spitting pimp slang. <laughs> yeah, pimp slang. He was basically. spitting pimp slang. Yeah. <laughs> Stick a camera in my face and watch him go. Twelve-year-old like... white kid from England. You kind of like, what's this? This is this guy's fucking nuts. And it was kind of like, it was like. I must have rewound that sort of Daryl Dawkins section on that <sighs> tape like hundreds of times in like sort of the first year or so, just like just watching it over and over. Going, this is the this is the most genius guy I've ever seen. Like, yeah. he's got names for his dunks and stuff. It was it blew my mind. Something that's got a, you'll always be up there with like Jordan and Dominique Wilkins and like it was like he just my one of my first touchstones of sort of basketball. And it was Daryl Dawkins. And yeah, just kind of made me love the game yeah. and well, stuff. It was. Well, characters like Daryl Dawkins sort of came at a time when, uh, I, so late eighties, I'd, I'd watched the last of the Pistons titles. If you know what I mean, yeah. I'd watch those. I'd watch those tough Eastern Conference Finals where they just battered Jordan. It was really hard because I've got the kicks. The narrative has been Jordan, Jordan for a few years. That's all they show in is Chicago Bulls games because that's the line they're selling. Yeah. And there came a point where the joylessness of it really could have turned me off of basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd missed the peak of the Lakers Celtics, if you know what I mean. My only memories of Larry Bird seeing him like watch play in the moment was him mostly laying down with a bad yeah, back, back or, or back wearing back. like some brace like Macho yeah. Man Randy Savage. <laughs> if you know what I mean? like oh. or like the the Showtime Lakers had turned to the slow time Lakers. Mag- that grin had gone off Magic's face by that at time and they were relying on AC Green's yeah, full yeah. balls for yeah. any energy. That was it. <laughs> just, just with that Jerry curl springing about. Hyped Why on... is he so sprightly? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll tell you later. <laughs> it's got balls like got coconuts. <laughs> like, so it was actually a really joyless place, if yeah. you know what I mean. And it was a, it was a, it was. I'd started to sort of wane, if you know, on it, and then discovering that that Daryl Dawkins, who was actually the exact opposite. Of that dour Pistons team. Yeah, because team. he didn't. He didn't. It was weird because they kind of they they'd marketed him uh, by this point and sort of on these videos and stuff as like a character. But I can very much imagine when he came into the league uh, in the sort of late seventies. Judging by what I've read in various books and interviews I've heard, he was exactly what the NBA didn't want at that time. As from a sort of marketing standpoint, he was yeah very very f- like physically violent dunking black man. Yeah, uh, aggressive, who, aggressive. Yeah, scared. It would scare the fans. Who was exactly the kind of man. image the NBA <laughs> was was trying to get away from? You know, they were they wanted to sort of promote uh, John Stockton. 
well, no, a finesse game. Fundamentals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was, there was, the MA was riddled running around with, doing them little skippy handoff passes. Well, no, the, the MA was riddled with drug problems and stuff, hmm. wasn't it? So he's kind of the exact opposite of you know they they were saved essentially by Magic and Bird coming in the league and stuff. And yeah, then, yeah. Dr. But the J problem was, with Daryl Dawkins was um, for me, Doctor Doctor J had not he, he blasted through the wall. He didn't just kick the door in. He blasted through the wall, yeah. and his he changed he changed that for. If you know what I mean, like, oh shit, it's beyond our control. Oh, if gosh, you know what yeah, I mean, yeah. the, the... but the BMA was still very sort of they they were still very controlling of the narrative and how they wanted to sort of portray sort of Julius Irving and Magic Johnson and stuff. And they they very much Doctor J was sort of very much corporate American stuff, whereas Daryl Dawkins was the exact opposite of that. Wasn't yeah, he? he was always going to do it on his terms and stuff. And I came, I kind of think. He fell foul of that, uh, and then it, yes. wasn't, it wasn't until after he'd stopped playing that they were kind of like, "Oh, let's celebrate this guy now. We we can kind of show him for what he was and stuff, and not mimicking the but like he can be that character now because he's not in the league, you know." What I yeah, mean? but yeah, we we should probably just go back and give his story a little bit and sort of where he come from. Grew up in sort of a trailer park in Orlando, pretty dirt poor, big family and stuff, and mm. was. A high school phenom, really. Uh, yeah, he was really highly rated, wasn't he? he yeah, was yeah, he was massively quite highly rated. Highly if anything, rated. his career ended up slightly disappointing from what the that potential could have been. Yeah, I mean, he was. There's all the stories that, like, oh my god, nobody's done anything like this since. Like, he's like Moses, if you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was just a sort of rebounding scoring machine. You couldn't stop him. Yeah, yeah, within six feet of the basket, he was just so physically imposing and could jump so well that it was. He, he was a man against boys, literally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he was a man-childy, wasn't he? Yeah. Like, just um, boom. Uh, heavy recruited, obviously, sort of Division One colleges and stuff, and for whatever reasons, sort of decided to go straight into the pros, which was kind of unheard of at that time, really. Yeah. It was, I think they'd been Spencer Hayward or someone. Um, yeah, done it and, took, and that ended up in a sort of long, drawn-out court case and stuff with the NBA. So it was kind of new territory, really. But um, obviously, physically, he was ready for the league and stuff, but... Um, he was an 18 year old going into sort of which very much a man's league at that point and, uh, a Sixers team sort of filled with veterans and stuff so yeah didn't really get much play uh, in his first season but got his name on the map for other reasons <laughs> which we're kind of what we're living for uh, claiming to be a sort of alien from the planet Lovetron and <laughs> just stuff like this he was well like, the other one is that isn't it people like, think F Shaq was the first one to smash backboards it wasn't no, at all no I mean we'll, we'll, we'll come on to that but um, he was like something out of a Funkadelic record rather than a, a typical NBA player wasn't he especially for an 18 year old it was kind of like who's this guy I think he is but he wasn't doing it in an arrogant way he was just that was his he was a bit of an off the wall character and yeah he, he pitched himself as this fun loving pseudo yeah. weirdo character didn't he yeah no well and... I think at the time the league kind of projected a lot of its own sort it of racism the... outwards and yeah. assumed that there's lots of things about the fans that they wouldn't want so this they were very much just about the ABA merger as well, rippling yeah. expression yeah, if you know yeah, what I mean yeah. not of everybody obviously but they were all about clipping, clipping down on that, and he bucked that trend. If Massively, you know what I mean, yeah, where yeah. Doctor J had smashed that wall in, 
Well, Darryl... no, Dr. J didn't come in to lethal after. He was still in the ABA. Yes, but yeah, yes, but uh, if you know what I mean, yeah, the NBA had realised that the NBA had realised that they oh, needed, shit. Yeah, because they were doing the dunk contests yeah, and stuff. The, the, yeah, yeah. the, the, fund, the, the, the old men were keeping their own box scores and, become and a like, game, talking about fundamentals yeah, is yeah. Not, not working. It was no, it Their was product well, was dying. That's why they merged. Yeah, they didn't have a TV deal. Yeah, yeah. Because nobody wants to watch that. George Michael. Nobody wants to watch real basketball. The Sixers, uh, the announcer in the arena, would, because he didn't go to college, they'd announce him as from the planet Love. Yes. Dawkins, yeah, yeah, yeah because there's like, no college. They all bought into yeah. it. It was nuts. So they was just like, what's this? It's, you know. So yeah, didn't, didn't play a great deal in his sort of first season, obviously trying to earn minutes. And just, yeah, Dr. J, I've heard on podcasts before, tell stories of literally like, he was just living out of his car. He just put all his clothes in his back yeah. of his car. And he was just driving around, like, didn't know what to do, didn't know how to get an apartment. I guess teams didn't help players no. like they do nowadays. No. Everything's done for you. He was just, like, that's it. There's your pace yet. You're in the league. And... I'd imagine a lot of then as well from, I mean, look at that. It, we've got, look, the league's just managed to fucking expunge itself of Donald Sterling, relatively speaking. A lot of owners and things would have been regret, would have been resentful of paying black people that money in the first place. I, mean, I think it came to that point with the Sixers as well. Yeah, uh, so they're not going to help. You know yeah, I mean. straight off the mothership. Uh, you know, he kind of was just a young guy in the sort of veteran Sixers uh, locker room. Um, I think he was Joe Bryant. Uh, Kobe's dad was a rookie in the same year as him uh, on a Sixers team. Jelly Boom. Yeah, uh, with Will Be Free, uh, another character. Another uh, character. We could probably do a podcast about. Uh, they brought in sort of veterans like George McGuinness, Steve Mix, uh, young Don Collins was on that team. Yeah, he had to find his way and pay his dues, basically. But um, just straight into this sort of NBA lifestyle of women, drugs, clubs, clothes. <laughs> um, he kind of vociferously sort of got involved and enjoyed himself, basically. And if you read his book or read any interviews with him, he makes no bones about that. It was kind of like, yeah, it was the seventies. Um I was straight into it and I loved it. <laughs> I wouldn't do it any other way. And, I'm uh, jealous. Yeah. Uh, I'm jealous of the opportunity. And I'd have done <laughs> I'd have done worse. <laughs> so yes. Yeah, he left no stone unturned, if you will. Uh, <laughs> around Philadelphia and beyond. Um but yeah, he was the MVA was a druggy league. Um Yes. And I don't think it kind of became a problem until I don't think it was a uh, Dawkins says in his book like they didn't have a problem with it when it was just when it was white guys doing it. it was yeah, when the black guys kind of doing it, and there was the, the racism was off the charts in the league at this point. And, yeah, still is though, isn't it? You know what I mean? Like, it, imagine, imagine the demographic of the fans at that point. It's yeah. still you go to games and notice in in some cities, especially in Utah. Holy shit! If you know what I mean, like, ooh, this is this is an odd. An odd yeah. spectacle, but in those days, I'd imagine that yes, it would have been almost exclusively white audiences. Yeah, so um, the second season, and um, they got all the way to the finals against the Blazers. And they were heavy favourites against the Blazers, and then infamously uh, in Game Two, he got in a fight with uh, Maurice Lucas, a well-known NBA hardman. Yes, um, who Luke Walton was actually named after. Funny mm. enough, yeah, Bill Walton's teammate, obviously, it's yeah. Walton and Maurice Lucas Blazers, and um, you can watch the fight on YouTube. It's quite nasty, actually. He sort of Dawkins caught, kind of gets tangled with the guy in the rebound and kind of slams him on the floor. Nothing, I mean, rough for sort of nowadays, but nothing sort of out in the ordinary for them. And then Maurice Lucas kind of sucker punches him from behind, and then they kind of square up, and uh, the kind of Sixers players sort of drag him off, but 
sort of don't do anything with Dawkins, don't have his back, and apparently he was mental in the locker room. Yeah. So, what the fuck? None of you had my back, and he barricaded himself in the locker room, and basically the whole fucking team just fell apart after that. Apparently yeah. Lucas came up to him before the next game as the teams were walking out, and they thought he was going to start some shit or something. Apparently Lucas just came over to him and like grabbed him by the hand and went, no hard feelings or something. <laughs> Dawkins is like 19, 20 yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, just shook him, yeah, for the whole series. He's like, he got in his head, yeah. and just fell apart. And they, they blew it, lost four straight, and lost the finals to the Blazers. So. Yeah, he's a young lad, and that's, that's in his second he got year. sunned, literally yeah, yeah. got sunned. Imagine yeah. that though, like something that's been running through your head the whole time, and the guy who you think is going to come up is like, yeah, it didn't mean nothing, mate. Yeah. Where are you then? Yeah. Why have I been fucking what? Like he didn't give a shit. Next year. Still coming off the bench, Billy Cunningham came back as coach. Um, they lost to the sort of Bullets team that won the title actually. Yeah, um, and just Philly just had great teams next year. Obviously, Doug yes. Jay, Doug Collins, and you know they're, they're, they're fantastic teams, and they were perennial sort of playoff team. And he was still kind of finding his way. Obviously, really young still. Well, to be honest, that team we're we're talking about the team which has made the whole fucking Sam Hinky tanking thing the, the disgrace that it was if you know what I mean <laughs> well yeah because I mean, that's what you're doing you're pissing on that sort of thing yeah. if I mean you know the Philly I mean. had been a shit team in the early yeah, 70s yeah, Sam could have done that in Orlando and it would have been fine but and I, I don't like to see like, no, like mean, nobody likes to see the Knicks in such disarray all the time they a great team for like nearly a decade you know what I mean yeah. they were a playoff team 79 was sort of when he his name really became sort of even more fake when he broke two backboards in like a three week spell uh, there was the Robazine one where he. I think he'd always been able to do it, and somebody had a camera, and somebody was like, "Hey, that will smash it," and he was like, "No, no, I'm going to get in trouble," and they were like, "No, you need to do that thing that you do." So he did the one with the glass because yeah. flying on Phil Robazine and stuff, and then a few weeks later, I think it was against San Antonio, he broke another one, and then the league were like, "Okay, stop, stop this! this. Yeah, someone's yeah, going to get not... blinded." <laughs> well, yeah, I guess there's that angle of it. Literally, someone's going to get blinded. There's <laughs> glass flying. We don't mind if it's one of you, but if somebody in that, if someone in the front row gets blinded, he was such a vicious dunker. Though it's just, yeah, you don't really see people dunk like that. I think he's basically the reason for the spring-loaded ones. Well, that's what you you always said, isn't it? The breakaway rims was Daryl Dawkins, but he still claimed he could break them. But yeah, he was became like a sort of cult hero by this point, I guess. Uh, I mean, I wasn't around at the time, but uh, can imagine some bloke who's just smashing backwards is going to be in the news. (laughs) Telling you he's from Planet Lovetron. Yeah, like yeah. You you can put him at any point in history, and I'm on that bandwagon. <laughs> yeah. Any Sorry, time in history, it. yeah, and I'm on board for that. And I'm on board for that. Um, so yeah, Philly continued to add talent. Mo Cheats came in. Daryl could rookie. start a religious cult, and I'd be down. Oh, I'd have a look. <laughs> you know, I'd be king. Uh, I'd be king. Anyway, well, he's got to say at least. Sorry, we digress. Um, yeah, so the Sixers carried on being a yeah a great. Well, team. Book a ticket on the mothership, Daryl. <laughs> Mo Cheats uh, came on board. Maurice. Uh, Bobby Jones and stuff, and they lost to Magic's Lakers yes. in the finals. Magic was a rookie. Uh, well, they claim he played centre in the finals, but did he fuck? He did he fuck? Yeah, because <laughs> Kareem was injured. Like, uh, like, so he's not playing. Yeah. Kareem's just not on the floor. Yeah, yeah. It's like he, he jumped centre, but that was it. That was <laughs> Jump for a tip off because yeah. he was six nine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he was the next yeah. tallest guy like, on the Dow floor. Dalgoke is like fucking play centre. He couldn't fucking handle me. Didn't like, it? <laughs> uh, so yeah, and then they. Another great team in '81 when they um, they lost to Boston Game Seven. The Andrew Tony Boston, Boston Strangler. Strangler. Yeah. Um, Doc's career was kind of getting a bit on a bit now. Yeah, a bit, a bit creakier. Um, or then... cradling it in no more. No, 
And then he broke his leg the next year and only played sort of 48 games. Um, came back for the playoff, gutted it out. And then I think there was a bit of sort of dispute with management and stuff. And he was like, well, I sort of put my body on the line to come back for you. They didn't want to pay him and traded him to New Jersey. And then <laughs> Philly went on and won the title. Like, yeah, they brought Moses Malone in and uh, that great Philly team. Foe, foe, foe. Foe, uh, foe, foe. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and won it without seeing so missed out on the title. By, uh, yeah. Yeah, just a year, uh, annoyingly. But, you know, Moses took them to the promised land. Well, boom. <laughs> he, uh, he was off to New Jersey. But yeah, Philly were loaded. I mean, they're some great teams. But Daryl, yeah, just ahead of his time. Just yeah, no, that, well, that's one of the annoying things when people talk about the Lakers and the, and the Celtics. No one had a shaved head in the sort of 70s. Everyone had afros or something. Yeah. You know, he was just ahead of his time. And yeah, he went to the Nets. Uh, kind of body sort of breaking down a bit. He had sort of Sugar Ray Richardson as a teammate and stuff, and that's going to lead you sort of areas of the night where you don't want to find yourself. But he's convinced like the NBA set him up, Sugar Ray Richardson and stuff. I mean, probably done it without their help and stuff. Yeah, there's some there's some great stories. Well, not great stories, quite harrowing stories actually in his book in the Sugar Ray book about sort of. Nighttime escapades they used to get into <laughs> with women and all sorts. Um, yeah, not big or clever, but you know, they were all at it. Yeah. Um, Say so young men make mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and those who just seem to struggle with the learning from your mistakes. Yeah, he had a lot of sort of off court issues and relationship issues and sort of girlfriends who, sort of, yeah, I mean, there's some quite dark stuff went on. You know, this is all only the stuff he's told you about. I mean, he's kind of yeah. He had substance abuse issues. Let's put it that way. Yeah, he liked a good time, um, but there was consequences. And long term, those stories never end glamorous. No, no, no. Um, there's a lot of sort of victims along the way, I think, and stuff. He sort of had fiancés who committed suicide and stuff. And it's, yeah, it's there's some some dark stuff there, really, which um, you know, not ideal and not pleasant. Mm. And he was traded to Utah. Uh, well, he traded to Cleveland, actually, and then they shipped him straight to Utah, which... Uh, that was never going to fucking work. Never looks like a great fit on paper. Match uh, made in... Yeah, Salt Lake mm. City and a party guy. So, uh, apparently had no trouble finding the girls. And Apparently, there's a story in his book, he was living with Carl Malone, and uh, it ended up that they were sort of uh, keeping the company of the same girl, uh, <laughs> which uh, didn't end well, apparently. Didn't end well. Had a few choice words with Carl, who was... Uh, yeah, love lost there. Let's put it that way. And I think loss less said about Carmel owning the young ladies the better, really. Uh, for, for legal reasons. Yeah, for legal, for legal reasons. reasons. Yeah. Other than that, Carl, keep the fuck away, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave the leave the young ones alone. Um, but yeah, he was up to three hundred pounds by this point, and sort of right was on the wall. He had, a, as you say, he had a cup of coffee with Detroit. Uh, got cut before the playoffs, I think, of that season, so he didn't get a ring. Yeah, and he won the title, which is a shame. So again, he just yeah. missed it. Yeah, by... again, just just wrong place. Well, not not in the right place at the right time. Again, bounced around sort of Europe, Italy, a couple of failed sort of comeback attempts with, the, I think, Boston one the year he was in camp with, and I think it was possibly Orlando, but never really, never, never really got back body. That's when you know you're washed up. Yeah, yeah. magic summer camp. Yeah. There's a motel. There's a motel in a. There's a motel somewhere in Orlando where uh, many, many an NBA vet has looked themselves <laughs> in the face and given themselves that 
it's over chat if you <laughs> look at Sean Kemp looking you know what I mean yeah that that's what do we want do we want that look what Sean Kemp did I remember him in that massive uh, <sighs> that magic yeah. and vertical stripes didn't help yeah. oh, they're supposed to be slimming as well them yeah. they're supposed to be slimming shit um, so yeah he bounced around CBA I think he played with Manute Ball at one point on a tee uh, somewhere and there was sort of Harlem Globetrotters and stuff, and it's just money things, I think. Yeah. At the end of the day, really. Never seemed to get him down. He was always kind of, he was always sort of on the dunk contest, judging things. I can remember every year on a dunk contest, he'd be there in a, you know, in a yep. suit and stuff. He, he seemed to do a lot of work for the NBA. He was always on those shows of NBA. Well, that was it, wasn't it? it, like, it, it like, there was a sort of redemption where people yeah. realized that, oh, this guy's actually, he's a really good dude. He's, he's one of the people dude. who, is responsible for the end. Like I say, no, without people yeah, like well, that, I'd have you, been out of this sport. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, make you want to watch, find out more about basketball and watch it. You know what I mean? That's yeah. Greatest nickname in the history of basketball, Chocolate Thunder. There's nothing, I'm sorry. Self-appointed as well. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a story that Stevie Wonder gave him the nickname, but I can't find any evidence of this whatsoever. Right, okay. In his book, he kind of says, there's a Stevie Wonder song where he says the words Chocolate Thunder. I can't find this song, by the way. So if there's any Stevie Wonder sort of aficionados out there who can find this song. He says the name of the song in the book. I've looked and there is no Stevie Wonder. To be honest, if you are a Stevie Wonder aficionado to that level, let's not ever get in a lift together. Just in case it it gets stuck. Chris Stuckerfield, if you're listening. Too much harmonica. Too much cut harmonica. Um, But anyway, um, I can neither confirm or deny that Stevie Wonder gave him that nickname. I, I, I... I dispute it, if I'm honest with you. But anyway, the self-proclaimed chocolate thunder was yeah. what I always always known. Yeah, I think yeah, I yeah. Apparently got the lyric, uh, got the name out of Stevie Wonder's song. So but I don't way, think Stevie Wonder is... No, I don't think Stevie Wonder... <laughs> How could he see him play for a start? I, mean, I, I, I was trying to decide if it was <laughs> tasteful to go down that line. I, I was like, there's Stevie, a flaw in we this. We all Stevie's story at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's, there's a flaw in this logic. So, I'm calling know. bullshit on that. <laughs> I'm with you on that. I'm with you. Frankly. But yeah... He probably heard it in a lyric and was like, "I like that." Yeah, exactly. I'll call I, I, I'm going out. with that at this point. We can't ask. Uh, we can't ask him, obviously. Um, but yeah, the self-proclaimed chocolate thunder taking him under. Um, doesn't get much better than that nickname-wise, really. No, it's right up there. And in terms of talking head sound bites, it doesn't get any better than watching Daryl talk about himself just for that stuff. Named his own dunks. I mean, it's just named it's all of them. Of a thousand uh, of them. Any favourites? Uh, Yo, Mama was always one. That was a good one. The cake maker. No, the baby shaker. Yeah. Uh, the turbo saxophonic delight. That's, that's always, always a classic. Yep. The turbo saxophonic delight. Uh, the spine chiller supreme. Spine chiller. Listen to that. Really I mean, yeah, Listen to like that. The 70s, you know what I mean? This is still dope shit. <laughs> like, this is still fucking. Oh. Um, I want to make an EP so I can call it the spine chiller supreme. Uh, the in your face disgrace. Always one of my favorites. <laughs> Obviously, the famous chocolate thunder flying robesine crying teeth shaking glass breaking rump. Toast, rump roasting, bun toasting, wham bam, I am jam. The famous one, yeah. the, the one that rolls uh, off the, the top. The gorilla, that was a good one. Uh, don't you very much. The rim wrecker was one of my favourites. Uh, the candy slam, the earthquake shaker, don't you very much. We've had that. The hammer of Thor. There's loads. <laughs> um, there's one he's when he played in Italy. Uh, he had the Leonardo's go up and never have to come down. Hello, air controllers, the 60 degrees upside to funk a dunk. <laughs> um, just a ledge. No, you can't. Just stuff like Listen this. to that. Listen to that. Well, um... that's it. He played with an unbridled, like, childlike joy. 
And yeah, that, and that's this, what came through. And this, I think that's what people sort of say, oh, he didn't have the career he should have and whatever. I'm like, what? Does everyone have to take what are you talking so about? Can, can what are you he not talking just about? Enjoy the game, you know. Just, there's a million people. You know what I mean? There's a fucking Robert Ory's got a handful of rings. Nobody's talking about Big Shot Bob. If you know what I mean? Like, it's, there are loads of players who, and this is the other thing. Oh, he didn't get a ring. He didn't need no ring. He had an impact on the game. He had an impact on the game. Beyond the stats and whatever. And, but just the dunks, the power dunks he did, the two handers. You don't. Dominic Wilkins used to dunk like that. Those where, really see those where the ball like touches the sole of his yeah, shoes, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you know what I mean. He arcs his back so yeah, far, yeah. he's trying to touch the soles of his shoes with the ball before smashing it forward. And those backward dunks as well, he did. There's so many where he stood with his back to the basket. Just he just jumped backwards, yeah, over Bill Walton or something. He's like, what the fuck? And um, he just had those one-handed kind of... He's just, his arms just like a massive bear paw, just goes... <laughs> Like there's <sighs> so many of them. He was he could get well, his head could proper get above the rim. He could leap. Yes, you know what I mean it was. It wasn't just like a pure power dunker. He had a little bit of finesse and stuff. It was, yeah, just one of my favourite dunkers ever. And uh, he's got what he had one against Phoenix, where he comes over the back of about three players and just, <sighs> just. But he also savage. himself, if you know what I mean, he paved the way without without Daryl Dawkins dunking culture. De- Dennis Rodman can't become the Dennis Rodman people remember. No, he talks about when his book actually went on the Pistons team. Yeah. Dennis is just caught. Where do you think Dennis got that shit from? Yeah, yeah. And he was just like, I'm going to have to smack this kid at some point. <laughs> <laughs> He's but, not got it all upstairs. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It allowed him to become like an outsized personality and something a bit different. Because, yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. The or, Dennis or don't Rod- be himself, basically. The Dennis Rodman people remember because yeah. they forget the yeah. 10 years Dennis Rodman squashed that. That's some of the outlandish shit Dawkins used to come out with. Imagine him nowadays in the sort of internet era. It's just a lot. Be out of the league in ten minutes. Just, you just won't be able to get away with <laughs> I think you see, you see the spirit of him in in Joel Embiid, and it, him yeah, trying to buy people off and clapping yeah. off on on Twitter and stuff. And just a clobber as well. One of the flyest sort of dressed. Yeah, sort of, you know, it was Craig Sager territory. Them <laughs> suits and stuff. And, uh, yeah, he just he was himself. He enjoyed life. He enjoyed. Mm. You know the girls, the drugs, the cars, all of it, the clothes. The no, he was he was a literal trailblazer, but in a good way, and that's why we love guys like him. That's why you know we we gravitate toward guys like Gerald Green nowadays and stuff. Just mm. people who are just a bit different, and sometimes uh, some people have to go and take blows so other people can come through behind exactly. them. Yeah, and yeah. he took a he battered off a lot of people's negativity and shit to make way for a lot for a lot of the the stuff that like everybody loves about the game. If you know what Absolutely. I mean, it was, and yeah, sadly passed away uh, three years ago. Just fifty-eight years old, so not an old man by any stretch. And well, he lived a life. Yeah, well, heart attack. All that cocaine will do yeah, that to yeah. you. Um, Takes it off the end. I can remember where I was when he died. I was in seeing a client at some Manchester airport, having a meeting at a hotel, and for some reason checked my phone until and it was like that was And I've literally sat there for like five minutes. This guy was like, "You all right?" I was just like, "Um." bit weird but, uh, <laughs> i don't know of, how to explain this kind of uh, just what a guy i really sort of i don't know really sort of followed for years has died and, uh, i don't know if you've heard of him it's Daryl dawkins and this guy's a moroccan guy really into football mm. and he was like oh the dunk guy the smash and he didn't, he'd heard of him and, and like, that's what you don't need no and ring I was like, really he's like yeah yeah i remember the guy Dar- Dar- and that's like, what i mean he doesn't and, uh, need so a ring kind of there you go it kind of crossed and this he guy doesn't need up, a ring this guy grew, you know I mean? guy grew up in morocco do you know what i mean would so, you rather yeah, have Daryl Dawkins' career or Matthew Delavadova's? There you go. If you know so, what I mean. Yeah. Rings don't... So, yeah, we had a bit of a moment. I was like, let's have a beer for Daryl. Yeah, just that basketball thing. 
So yeah. Um Well that's the truth, isn't it? And that's what oh. that's what that's what a lot of the time people's miss with sports sports legacies and all those things where MJ was like sub superhuman. Uh and that's all the stories. He wasn't even real, he was like he could do whatever. But you couldn't really relate but, to that, could you? No. Yeah. Daryl to be a true hero they've got to be relatable and to be relatable they have yeah. to be flawed as fuck. And while it turns out later on Jordan was the most flawed motherfucker around. Oh God, yeah, because we like, the we league was literally thing. paying people off to sit on that. Yeah, yeah of course, it did so, a very good job of managing. Yeah, it. they did a very good job of controlling that. But for that reason, he'll again, never be the same. To, like Daryl didn't care about that; he was just yeah. always going to be him. And but that's take what it I mean. Leave Jordan it. will never be remembered yeah. in this with the same fondness. No. And it's that word fondness. No, absolutely, yeah, if yeah. You know it what is. I mean? Yeah, that I, you know, I love Michael Jordan as a player, but. Daryl Dawkins is one of my favourite players ever, just for just that. No, literal yeah. hero. Yeah. yeah, hero, proper like. I was like, proper cut up. Literal like, hero. He danced to his own beat. Yeah, yeah. Danced to his own beat, and I admire anybody who has, like, the strength of will and charisma and skill, a bit, but there's something about them which makes them able to bend reality around them rather than being crushed by it. And that is as well, yeah, yeah. You know, just claiming to be an alien from the planet yeah. Ultron and, and sticking to that story. Yeah, no, and, and, and like, that's yeah. what I mean. I have nothing but time for those yeah, people, yeah. no matter what they're doing, no matter where they are, no matter what their vibe is. Yeah. Anybody who Keeps refuses to let, let the reality crush them and, and bends it around them. I'll drink to that. Yeah, so yeah, salutation, salute, and yeah, long overdue, but um, welcome, Daryl, to the Hall of Fame. Yes. Uh, should probably be named after him, actually, but... Yeah, <laughs> we might change it. I don't know, but yeah, a hero of sorts of ours, and uh, yeah, I can't really a hero of course. Yeah, a hero of course. Yeah, we should uh, probably wrap this up. Yeah, with Daryl, you've got to uh, cut in the that clip now. <laughs> Voiceover yeah. clip of him, um, just so we can go. If you don't know now, yeah. you know. <laughs> swirling, swirling in the heavens uh, tonight. Uh, Chocolate thunder. Peace out. So they put me in a game one night, and I got the ball, and I threw it in real hard. And they said, what's that? I said, it's called your mama. The next day, the fans got a hold of it. Your mama, they was coming. Hey, do the your mama dunk. You do. I said, oh, man, I got a, I got a thing going in here. And Darrell takes it right home. Oh. And that was awesome. Irving to Richardson. The advantage is to Philly. They give to Dawkins. Oh, slamming. I'd like to see him underneath the basket with that ball. Look at that with Daryl's combination of power and personality, one nickname didn't seem to be enough. Chocolate Thunder, the Rim Wrecker, the Heart Stopper. I was all of that, and a bag of chips. But the most outrageous nicknames were for the dunks themselves. He had names that just, just come out of anywhere. I mean, he could be sleeping, he talking about names. Here's Dawkins. Oh, right hand is fine, Tiller Supreme. In your face, disgrace. Makes it nine to three bucks. Mr. Duncan. Chocolate thunder flying, glass flying, robozine crying, babies crying, cats crying, rump roasting, bun toasting, thank you, well, ma'am, I am, Jay. Inside Duncan. That was power personified. I uh, enjoyed entertaining the people. I was doing my job. I just had a different way of doing it.